news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Great, great. Great, great. I love it. So today on our show, we have Kim Anderson, who is an author, a podcaster, a counselor, and a life coach. I mean, she's the package. She is the best. Mm -hmm. She and I have been friends. Well, we've been friends with her and her husband, Dave, since we first moved to Corpus Christi, Texas, almost 17 years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time, and uh, and it's fun that we've reconnected with them, and, yes. and uh, that friendship is just the best. It is. So I was Kyla, who is their daughter's dance teacher in Corpus Christi, and we became really good friends with them and just loved them, really admired them and looked up to them. This was before we had kids, and so you know we got to watch them be parents, young parents, and then they moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Well, five years ago, we moved to Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is just an hour from Nashville and got to reconnect with them. And they have just been amazing friends, mentors, um, and they have given us amazing tools in parenting too. They have. They're a perfect example of, of mentors giving us the blueprint. Mm-hmm. And Dave is the best. She, uh, she definitely got lucky with him. Yeah. He's yeah. really incredible. Um, what I love about him is their partnership. And I know you have like a million things you love about Dave. And so do I, but your list is like forever long. At any time we start talking about him, we have to talk that he's an American hero, Which, a real hero. He really is. And you know what? He looks like a hero. Like he looks like a superhero. Why? Because of the 35 inch biceps that he has <laughs> or the just completely ripped? Yeah, he is. Compl- I haven't noticed, but <laughs> I'm always looking at you. So I'm sure he is to be an American hero. But now he's a, a pilot mm-hmm. and he tells some of the best stories of being overseas and fighting fighting the enemy mm-hmm. he probably needs to be on a podcast hey maybe we'll have dave anderson on yeah. podcast yeah i love <laughs> it no but he's amazing kyla's amazing luke's amazing and of course kim just incredible they've really helped us in parenting as we've had to learn with having three young children okay how do we do this you know because they're are things that you have to know. And so she's written a book called Unstuck. Um, She has a podcast coming unglued and she's just amazing. So let's pop over and listen to Kim Anderson. Well, I am so excited to be sitting across the table from my friend, Kim Anderson. How are you? I am so glad to be here, Sarah. I mean, this doesn't happen very often where we're actually face to face. I know. It's a treat. our husbands are face to face right now. I know. And we don't live that far from each other, but just getting from one side of Nashville to the other can feel like like life. But I'm so thankful that you're here because you have a lot to talk about. Yeah. 
I mean, you have a lot going on in your life and with your family and you have so much to share and so much wisdom. So let's dive in. What do you think? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's go. Good. Okay. So you are a counselor. Mm -hmm. Actually, I want you to just snapshot to our listeners who don't know you. Who is Kim Anderson? Yes. Okay. So I'm a counselor. Um, I work with families, with women, um, with teens. Uh, I do life coaching as well. So when I'm counseling, I'm helping people kind of recover and heal. And when I'm coaching, I'm helping people uh, become kind of who they want to be as far as setting goals and taking action. Love Um, that. Really, yeah, just detoxing their lives, you know, Mm -hmm. on all levels. Um, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. I have a 17-year-old daughter who's getting ready for her senior year and a 15-year-old son um, he'll be a freshman. And then um, my wonderful husband, Dave, yes. who is hanging out with Adam right now, which <laughs> is fun. And, you know, we have a military background. Dave was in the Navy for 20 years. Mm. And so we transitioned from our military life to life in Nashville seven years ago. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. And God brought us back together yes. from Texas now to Tennessee slash Kentucky. Mm. I love that so much. Well, I have learned so much from you, just watching you parent, watching you be married and listening to all the nuggets that you have given me. You are Mm. so wise. And so I thought, who better to be on this podcast than you to talk about all the things that you work with your clients about? Mm. And you've written a book. Yes. And you also have a podcast. Yes. I mean, you're unstoppable. I know. I love it. So tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah. It's called Unstuck, Mm -hmm. uh, Letting Go of the Myths, Keeping Us from Who We're Created to Be. And I basically just tackle the mindset and the lies and the myths that we as women so often can get stuck in. Mm. And so one of the things that I was noticing um, continually in my office was when I was working with women, I would hear these patterns um, of of thought really Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I'm not enough. Um, I could never do that. Um, No one wants to be my friend. I'm never included. That Mm self-talk. Um, but what was pervasive overall was really this loneliness of yeah. I'm all alone in this. Mm-hmm. Nobody else feels the same way I do, which I think is so wow. often perpetuated by social right. media and just the yes. world that we're in now. So I thought it's time to just put it out there and right. to, cha- to challenge and to tackle them, debunk the myths, replace it with truth and create new thought and behavior patterns. I love that. So. I love it because we need to hear that. You yes. know, it's stuff that the lies that we believe that the devil plants. Mm-hmm. in our head when yep. God's created us for so much more. Yes. And so you're able to allow people to see that through yeah. your book. And then actually, as you're talking about all those things that people think in their head, your um, podcast mm. coming unglued yes. with Lori Zabka, the very intro is so, I love mm. it because you hear that those, mm. it, it sounds, it sounds as if it's yeah. voices in your head. Yeah. It is. And it's lies spoken over us, Mm -hmm. lies we don't even remember being spoken over us, perhaps, that we just accepted as truth. Yeah. And it's just not true. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So one of my favorite things to talk to you about, you know what I'm going to say, is personalities. And Adam and I just like jaw drop when you teach and share about this because it's so interesting Mm -hmm. how God wired all of us different. Mm-hmm. So can you share a little bit about the Myers-Briggs is what you mm-hmm. mainly study, yeah. right? Yeah. And you have people take these tests mm-hmm. and it shares who they are and how they're wired. Can yeah. you dive into that a little bit more? So our listeners who maybe don't know what the program is, 
um, yes. can learn. Oh, absolutely. I mean, personalities is just a wonderful baseline mm-hmm. for me to start with, especially when I'm coaching with people. Um, we start off by doing different personality assessments because if we don't know who we are mm-hmm. and how we're created to be, we don't know what we're good at, where we're going, and and really what we want. Yes. And so um, the Myers-Briggs is a great one. That's one that I use often. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take it for free at 16personalities.com. It's not the actual Myers-Briggs. Right. Um, to take the actual Myers-Briggs, you need to go through a certified trainer. Um, but it gives you kind of a snapshot mm-hmm. of, you know, your overall personality. And uh, another one is the DISC. Um, okay. You can take the DISC profile online. And then um, in Nashville, you know, the Nashville circles, the Enneagram is extremely yes. popular. Yes. And that's another one you can take by going to Ian Cron's website yes. and um, and learning about the Enneagram. I love that. Yeah. Well, I think what I think is so interesting is I remember, years ago when I was talking to you about Adam and I were talking to you about it and we took the test mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything about it. Adam took the test. We were the exact same yeah. personality and yes. it's like, what in the world? How did we do that? <laughs> I know. know. How did you end up together? Because yes. you are, you are both the exact same personality, yes. which if you know Myers-Briggs, they're both ENFPs <laughs> and, um, and just the best, you know, the best, I love ENFPs. <laughs> I love that. But what's so interesting is there are 16 personality mm-hmm. types, correct? Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, can you go through just for our listeners, mm-hmm. what each of the, the spectrum, right? Uh, yeah. So, okay. So you're looking at, if you picture a line, um, on one end of the first line would be an extrovert and okay. one would be an introvert. Okay. And so if you're an extrovert, you want to recharge around people. Mm-hmm. If you're an introvert, you recharge from solitude. And yes. a lot of times this, this can be a source of shame for people that are introverts right. because there's this misconception that if I'm an introvert, I'm a wallflower and right. I don't have a personality mm-hmm. and I don't want to be social. And that's not true. It's really just how do you recharge? How do you recharge? So it's not that you don't like people. No. It's just you recharge best in quiet. Okay. So as extroverts, you and I would go to an event. Right. And then we'd go, where's the after party? Right. Where are we going next? Mm -hmm. Are we going to go grab coffee? Are we going to meet up with other people? Right. Whereas introverts will go to the party and they'll be fine. But at the end of the night, they need to go home and regroup. go home. Yes. Absolutely. So that is how do we recharge? How do we gain our energy? And then the second is the sensor versus intuitive spectrum. So again, if we're looking at a line, sensors, um, which you and I are not, (laughs) we don't have a lot of this, but they're wonderful with details. Oh, this is the one I had zero on, I I think. I know, I don't have a lot either, but it's how do we take in information as the spectrum. And so sensors take in information through their sixth through their senses, through the five senses. And so they're going to notice if they walk into a room, they're going to notice, oh, we're sitting here and the chairs are pink and it smells like this. And there was this picture on the wall. Right. Um, They might remember that you had your nails done or didn't have them done, right? Right. They notice all those little finite details. And intuitive is big picture, Mm -hmm. right? So you and I as intuitives walk into a room and we're taking in the sixth sense. We're kind of picking up that gut feeling Mm -hmm. of the vibe, right? The vibe is probably the best way to describe it. I love Um, that. So it's kind of outside the box, more Mm -hmm. possibilities, whereas sensors are more in the box, What's Facts. worked in the past? Okay. Facts, data, what's worked yeah. in the past. Where's, I love that. Big picture. And I remember, can I share the story? Uh-huh. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is one of my favorite stories is you came to our Tippy Toes conference yeah. and you showed us all a picture mm-hmm. and you had us split up mm-hmm. sensors and intuitives. Mm-hmm. And you said, please write down as a group what you see. Yeah. 
And I'll never forget when the censor said, we see two chairs, we see um, a candlestick, we yeah, a see dog, a, fire- yes. a piano. We said, we see that it's really hot, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. how do you see hot? It was mm-hmm. a room. We see stuffy. We see their, the, these Dreary. people. Are, yeah. Uh-huh. And and the, I remember the censors are like gasping. What are you looking yeah. at? And we looked at them like, really? That's what you saw? Mm-hmm. And it was, to me, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I remember... I think Megan and I were in different areas, which running tippy toes now, ever since you've done the exercise to me, it's like, thank God I have Megan with me because the details, I do think big picture. And then she's always like, okay, but how is it actually going to look and how's it going to work? And so, um, I think working with somebody that's mm-hmm. opposite of you is a good thing would it's you wonderful. say yeah because yeah, you balance each other out right as long as there's an understanding yes and that sensor intuitive dichotomy there that spectrum is one of the biggest sources of conflicts okay. among personalities because it's really so you're seeing something it's how different. we see it right. right so we would sit there and we would see dreary a dreary stuffy room right um and that's right yeah that's how we see it and the sensors would see a piano and red velvet yeah. drapes and a dog yes and that's right too Isn't that amazing? So if we don't step outside Mm -hmm. and identify, it's okay if it's a different lens. We have different lenses. Yes. Um, You can see where the conflict would come from, especially in like marital relationships, Uh family relationships. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I can think about a family who one of the people is tidy and Mm -hmm. needs everything, you know, and maybe me, it's like, it's fine. It's good. It's good enough, you know? So, okay, let's go to the next one then. And then the third is the thinker feeler spectrum. It's really easy. It's just, do we make, how do we make decisions? Right. So on that line, on one end of the spectrum is a thinker and one end is a feeler. Okay. Um, thinkers make decisions with logic, Mm -hmm. with their minds. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they don't have emotions or feelings. It just means that they don't rely on them in executing a decision. Right. And feelers obviously make decisions with their heart. Right. Uh-huh. So when they're looking, they, they might look at the data and go, but this still just feels right. 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 So they're making decisions more with their compassion yes. um, and connection mm-hmm. to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the one that really aligns with gender. So okay. 75% of men are thinkers. Okay. 25% are feelers. <laughs> and it's flipped. Right. 25% of women are feelers. 75% of um, women are Feelers. feelers. I'm right. sorry. Thinkers. I'm saying yes. It. yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. And then what's yeah. the last one? And the last is the judger perceiver. Okay. So that spectrum is how do we want to live our life? Mm-hmm. Do we want to live it structured or do mm-hmm. we want to live it fluid? Okay. So judgers already have their plans for September on the calendar. Right. <laughs> yes. They've already got an itinerary. They know what they're doing next Christmas. Right. right? Uh, perceivers want to be in the moment and go with the flow. Mm-hmm. It's another source of conflict, especially yeah. in the workplace, right? Yes. So like if you're on a project with somebody that's a judger, they're going to start high stress mm-hmm. and they're going to really, really make a plan, work it out, have mm-hmm. it, you know, predictable and logical till they get to a low stress mm-hmm. um, point where the project's done. Right. And perceivers are the opposite. Okay. Perceivers start low stress. I've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Right. And then their stress starts escalating as they get closer to the deadline. Yes. And then at the last minute, they've got this huge push of stress, adrenaline, and they still get it done. Yeah. Right. But imagine, Again, you and Megan, right? Megan's a judger. Uh-huh. You're a perceiver. Uh-huh. If you didn't identify your normal working patterns, you could see where right. conflict would show up. Right. I love that. And Megan and I are a good example.
example of this uh-huh. because it is so much, but, but you know what? I don't, we didn't have conflict. Thankfully we do not have yeah, conflict. Megan and I, we do. We have a great relationship, but we are different in personalities, but you were very key to us three years ago when you came to the conference, we understood each other so much more. I was like, Oh, and still to this day, I'll mm-hmm. say, remember I do this and you do this or yeah. something. And it helps us remind each other. Like Megan will say, well, I need to map this out. And I'm like, okay, I know that's important to her. So I then will play along too and say, yeah, that's great. We can look at it. Now it's not something I would go to do, but I know that makes her feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so I think learning to work with that in the workplace, but also in marriages and, you know, Adam and I being the same, it's like, we haven't had this, you know, um, having to deal with that Mm -hmm. as much, but I've talked to you about our family dynamics Mm -hmm. and how like our three children are different Mm -hmm. and where Lola, her personality we have learned is just different than ours. And so she likes order and perfection Mm -hmm. where the four of us are chaos. Yeah. Maybe. Is that how you would say it? I'm like, I don't know. Fluid. Just, a little bit fluid. more fluid. Let's say fluid. And yeah. So I think what was, she was getting frustrated with us time and time again. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't understand why. And it was because she was needing a, she needs, she needs a checklist in the morning, yeah. but you were really key in that mm-hmm. was like, okay, if you have a, you know, if Lola needs a checklist, well, her mornings go awesome with a checklist. Yeah. But if she didn't have her checklist, she's like, well, I don't know where my shoes are. I don't know. My Things are not lined up well for her. So can you explain like as parents listening, how you one, figure out what your child is Mm -hmm. and then two, how does it work as a family? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, obviously the older they are, the easier it is to identify. Right. Right. So, um, there, there are a lot of ways to just kind of observe them. Like when right. you, um, when kids are younger and they go to a birthday party, mm-hmm. are they in the middle of the um, interaction or do they kind of hang back a little bit? Right. And, um, you know, are they the type of kids that um, want to be collector of friends as extroverts do? Right. Mm-hmm. Or do they just want like their favorite two or three people over, which right. would be more of like an introverted quality, right? right? And so it is, it's so important that we can understand our, our family members because right. um, it gives us a map mm-hmm. to be able to identify their needs. So oftentimes, I mean, even in marriage, let's just start there. Right. How often I might have somebody, um, like a couple come into the office mm-hmm. and the wife is just so put out because right. her husband is a bump on the log and he never wants to do anything and she's been home with the kids all day and she can't wait to go out and you know hang out with the neighbors um and he's been at work all day he's an introvert Mm. he's been extroverting all day long and he comes home and he's done yeah he's tapped so if we don't have a map for that Mm -hmm. we can get frustrated right right? and make Mm -hmm. assumptions he never wants to do anything fun Uh um or she always wants to pull me out and never lets me right just relax relax. Mm -hmm. right so when we have that map, like you said with Megan, we can mm-hmm. just accommodate each other better. Yes. Um, it doesn't create a, a force field between mm-hmm. you, so to speak. It actually creates collaboration of, hey, I'll go, I'll have a girl's night tonight. You right. stay home with the kids, you recharge, and I'm going to, you know, and tomorrow night we'll go out together. Right. Um, and create plans that way. Um, I love that. But with family, you know, so often kids are just really misunderstood Mm -hmm. because they're not getting their needs met. And when they're young, they don't know how to identify it. They don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Right. How can Lola say, mom, could you please give me a checklist in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, but that was huge Uh for us. Yes. And when we did, everything changed. Yes. Everything changed. And it was so simple. Yep. 
It's so simple. And it is our job as parents to protect our children Mm. that way and to lean in. It's our job to help them regulate and align their emotions Yes, and be able to organize their feelings and make sense of them. Mm -hmm. And if we're constantly using just sweet Lola as an example, because it's such a great one, if we're constantly pulling her along Mm -hmm. out of her comfort zone, we're not giving her tools to be able to do what she needs to organize her feelings. So um, it would be likely if as a young child she was protesting and maybe having tantrums, Mm -hmm. you know, because this is not, oh, it's not working for me. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And I have no control and power over it and I don't know what to do to fix it. Well, and it's been little things. So as parents are listening to this podcast, first of all, there's so many nuggets Mm -hmm. from you. But I think about there was a simple thing that, our car is not dirt. I mean, we don't have food all over or whatever, but like Hank will throw his shoes and socks and there's a backpack and you know, there'll be, we drive to Nashville a lot. So there'll be just some stuff Mm -hmm. more. Lola loves a clean car. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until you and I talked again that you were so helpful, but then she voiced her opinion. She said, mom, she started asking me this year, do you mind going to clean out the car? Because she'd be at school. Do you mind? She's like, it really bothers me. And I thought that's so good that she tells me because even if she'd have a great morning with her checklist, if she got in the car and there was a sock in her, in her Uh spot, that throws her off. I cannot have a sock in my spot because, and that's fine. Like that's gross that your brother's sock and it shouldn't be there anyways. (laughs) But Hank's like, woohoo, throwing my sock, you know? And so I think for her, I know she likes a, you know, a clean room. And, and that was another thing I talked to you about is she and Lucy shared rooms for a long time. I thought they love like sister Mm -hmm. talk and they did, but Lucy's a night owl kept her up. Lola needs her space, Mm -hmm. you know, and Lola loves Lucy, but she was struggling um, towards me, yeah. but really it was just, she needed something yeah. different. She needed her environment controlled. Yeah. yeah. So there's a great book mm-hmm. called the treasure tree. Yes. It's by John Trent. Okay. And it is. So when we talk about, you know, we talk about Myers-Briggs, we talk about disc disc, the disc profile is just another, uh, way to define really temperaments that Hippocrates okay. labeled in 400 BC. Wow. I mean, <laughs> wow. He came up with these four temperaments, yeah. which are choleric, sanguine, mm-hmm. melancholy, and phlegmatic. And then um, the, the treasure tree takes these four temperaments and puts them yes. into out, uh, animals. And so some of our listeners, your listeners might have heard um, those. It's the, um, the lion, the playful otter, mm-hmm. the beaver, and the Labrador Retriever. Yes. And in that book, they all have a mission. They're all on, um, they, they're tasked with finding this treasure. Mm-hmm. And it highlights the strengths of each personality. Wow. And it also kind of shows how the personalities can get in the way. Okay. And so um, what I love about it, you know, the lion's like, okay, <laughs> we're going to go take charge. Yes. The lion's the cleric, like military uh-huh. kind of, you know, take right. charge person leader. Um and the melancholy, who's the beaver, mm-hmm. says, hold on, there's a right way and a wrong way to do yes. things. Right? With our personalities, we're like, there is? <laughs> like, let's just go, right? <laughs> let's just, why, you know? Right. Um, but that's what Lola's saying, mm-hmm. probably falling under the melancholy mm-hmm. personality, is there's a right way and a wrong way. And yeah. it is not the right way to have my brother's right. smelly socks yeah, on my that's seat. not good. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I just love that as a resource for parents too. who are trying to identify mm-hmm. kind of the needs of their right. children. Right. Well, and I think a lot of times I hear parents, and I've said before, like, well, this is my spirited child. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if they're spirited or they're trying, they have a temper tantrum over something that's just out of their control. And so I think I urge parents to 
call you, <laughs> contact you or read the book or yeah. just learn more and understand. I mean, with everything we get, you know, a new oven and we're yeah. trying to figure out here's the rules. Like yeah. as parenting, there's no parenting. No, we just book. need a map. Yeah, we, we need, need a map. A map. We so a map. we look at that like, okay, this is good. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you from firsthand experience with Adam and I, with my business sister, partner, yeah. Megan and I, and with my kids, it has been just the biggest difference yeah. of seeing just how into understanding how God wired us all different. If we were all the same, it'd be miserable. We wouldn't get would anything be. done. No. And if we didn't have the lion leaders, right? Like if you and I were in charge of running the right. world, we'd just have fun. <laughs> we would have so much fun. We would have a great we would time. Have so much fun. Yes. But we wouldn't really get a lot. I mean, right. we would get things done, but they right. would not be perfect. Right. That's for they sure. They would not be perfect. <laughs> and that's okay. Well, I just love this. Okay. I want to kind of go back to your book. Yeah. Um, because I really think one of the big things, women specifically listening mm -hmm. to this, these words that they are saying to themselves, yeah. what do you say to a woman who just feels stuck in life? Like yeah. I'm just doing the every day, just the mm -hmm. grind of mm -hmm. it. And we know God's created us for so yes. much more. Yeah. So what do you say to the woman that's like, I, I hear what you're saying. God's mm -hmm. created me for more, but I have three kids. Mm -hmm. I work full time. My house is a mess. And maybe my husband's not helpful or whatever yes. all the other things are. What what would you say to them? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. We can get stuck in so many different mm -hmm. areas. We can feel, like you said, stuck right. in work, stuck in our marriage, stuck with kids, you know. And those of us that are working yeah. and parents can often feel like we're not doing anything, right? right. And everybody gets our worst mm -hmm. and, you know, our leftovers. And that right. feels lousy. Um, so before we can really fix what where we're stuck, we actually have to know what we want. Mm -hmm. So if we don't know what we want, we don't imagine how to get there. You know, right. like like the brain works through, through pictures and right. through imagination. So my favorite thing to do is to start with a question. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of this miracle question, so to speak, of if you woke up tomorrow and everything were exactly how you wanted it to be, mm -hmm. what would be different? Yeah. Because once we can That's sit in good, that space, mm -hmm. what would be different? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it's hard to imagine. A lot of right. times we get to this season of life for me, you know, in midlife mm -hmm. here going, okay, I had all of these dreams in my 20s right. and my 30s. Um, and then I started a family and then I went back mm -hmm. and got my degree and I've done all of these things. Well, now I've got a daughter that's almost going to college, another one that'll be shortly behind. Right. Who am I? Right. What do I want now? Mm -hmm. And we don't really know. Yeah. And so we've got to be able to dream, which mm -hmm. is why I love what you do when yes. you encourage women to dream big right. because we have to be able to dream. Mm -hmm. um, and then once we know that, we've got to figure out how we're going to get there. And so what needs to happen in right. order to reshape, right? right? So a lot of times like we dig these ditches mm -hmm. and we're digging them and it takes that awareness of like, hey, I'm kind of digging my right. own ditch <laughs> and I have to be willing to put the dirt back in and move on and do something else. Yeah. And so, yeah. I love that. That's so good. Now, does that bring us to the topic that I also love talking mm -hmm. about? Boundaries. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is a big one because yeah. as women, I'm mm -hmm. just going to step out on a ledge and say, mm -hmm. we struggle with having boundaries. Yes. And say the word no. no. Yeah. Yes. No. Like no is a sentence. I just have goosebumps singing about your message to these women mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and men that are listening. Yeah. Yeah. They're invited too. Yes. But the reality is 
I'll have women come in my office mm-hmm. and um, they say they're anxious or they're depressed and they're not sleeping right. and they're eating poorly mm-hmm. and they are not investing in their marriage right. and they are trying to be the best mom they can, mm-hmm. but they don't really have a lot of margin for the kids. Right. Um, but they stayed up till two o'clock in the morning baking cookies for the bake sale at school. Yes. <laughs> yes. So true. Right. And uh-huh. so... I'm going to steal your metaphor Mm. of glass balls and rubber balls because that's it. Like we only have, you talk about so beautifully with Mm -hmm. with your tribe about um, glass balls in the air. And Mm -hmm. we have to determine what's a glass ball and what's a rubber ball. We have to be able to keep the glass balls up. Right. And that really is boundaries. Mm -hmm. What you're saying in the ball and that glass ball metaphor is boundaries. We have to be able to say no. And we for some reason, have bought this lie mm-hmm. that it's not okay to disappoint people. Right, right. And yeah. it is. Yes. It's okay to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. And I'm a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> That's why I went into this profession. Right. When I was, um, you know, Dave was deployed in Iraq for a year and the kids were, uh, you know, I think Kyla was six and Luke was four. Yeah. And uh, we were in Corpus together and yeah. I was running ragged and I was saying yes to everything because as an extrovert, that's what yes, gives that's me what energy. Right. Um, and the reality was I I was just saying yes to too much mm-hmm. and it had a cost. And so when I went through my coach training program, we did a unit that was like coach the coach. So mm-hmm. we were getting coached kind of from the inside out so that we could kind of take a full assessment of what we wanted and where we were in life. And that boundaries unit spoke to me so clearly, like this question of, um, what is the cost mm. of the poor boundaries in your life right now? Right. Because right? I'd already acknowledged that I had yes, poor boundaries. Right. Because I'd say most women do mm-hmm. when we're not aware of boundaries, yes. even the word boundaries. Yep. Like we don't think, when we don't think about it, we cross them all the time. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. and mostly with good intent mm-hmm. because we're nice people, because right. we care for others, because we love well, because we want to show up and help at church or help at school or, right. right? Um, however, that question of what was the cost mm-hmm. stopped me in my tracks. Yes. And it was this aha moment, like from the Lord, like that. stop, just mm-hmm. stop. Because, you know, we, I go back to, um, the, uh, this metaphor that's overused, uh, from the, from the airlines quite a bit, mm-hmm. but when you're on a plane yeah, and the flight attendant says, whatever you do, put the oxygen mask on your kids first. Right. Yeah. Right. That's not what they right. say. Right? <laughs> yeah. They say put the oxygen mask yeah. on you. Yeah. So that you can assist so others. Good. But what do we do as women? We go around and we put oxygen masks on everybody so else around us. Good, Kim right? Anderson. Yes. And so and sometimes in the church, I just want to say from mm-hmm. a from a faith based perspective, sometimes we can can get caught up in this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to serve. We've got to serve. We've got to serve. And right. we do. We do. Right? Mm-hmm. But if we don't have oxygen, we can't serve. Yeah. We can't give from an yeah, empty cup. Jesus exactly. can't give from an empty cup. Right. And right. So, um, so anyhow, so that's my uh, boundaries. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know what I have learned when I say no mm-hmm. often enough, people quit asking. Yeah. But when they know you're going to always yes. say yes, you'll get asked 
all the time to yes. do everything. And then it's like, well, she'll do it. She'll yeah. do it. It's the 80, 20 rule. Like, yeah. okay, they'll do it. And, and there's times that you do like at, at my kid's school, like, yes. But what I say is like, yes, I will be one kid's homeroom mom yeah. and I'll go to parties. I'm yes. not going on Friday to cut paper because I, there's another mom yeah. who needs to do that. Or, yes. you know, we, if we all do something, yes. then we don't have to do everything, exactly. you know? And, but too, I have to figure out what are my priorities and a hundred percent it's, God, yeah. Adam, the kids, yeah. my extended family, yeah. tippy toes, then yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. And you and I have um, been really good, I think, with boundaries so much so that sometimes we don't see each other for a long period of time yes. because right now we're both in a season of getting books out, yeah. getting podcasts done. And it's like we're cheering each other on mm-hmm. through a text message yes. or a phone call quickly. And we can't have our dinners yeah. anymore. And we're both okay with that because we know we're, we get it. yeah, we get it. We're yeah. going on to things that, you know, we want so yes. badly. I love you know that. what's funny is when you have good boundaries, mm-hmm. you attract people that respect them. Yeah. And when you have poor boundaries, you attract people who take advantage yes. of you. Yes. So good. And so it's really important to yeah. just get comfortable disappointing people mm-hmm. because the people that really matter will get it. I love that. That is so good. Yeah. You know, in my accountability group, one of the big things I do with them is mm-hmm. they write down they have a map and what do you do every single hour? Because then at the end of the week, Mm -hmm. it sounds tedious. We do it just for four weeks, but you can look and, and here's your goals, but then here's what I did all week. And if you see like, wow, Mm -hmm. I remember one lady said, I really want a strong marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Ed and I are, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of pulling apart from each other. And I said, you're giving Ed 30 minutes at the very end of your day. He's getting your leftovers. He's getting your leftovers. And that's what I told her. And she said, Oh, Okay, so Ed needed more time. If you really want your marriage to thrive, what are you pouring into your Mm -hmm. marriage? Adam and I, I mean, we don't have a perfect marriage, but we are 100%. (laughs) Sorry, we have, (laughs) I'm going to let her sneeze. (laughs) She's not going to sneeze. (laughs) We're just going to be real. it's not happening. Okay. (laughs) Okay, but I would say Adam and I, like, for sure, you know, we talking the more, I mean, we have conversation throughout the day Mm -hmm. and he is a, I'm going to be there wherever you are. I mean, used to drive me crazy early in our marriage when I'd be like, I'm going to run to the grocery store. And it was, he was home on a Saturday and I just wanted to go quickly. And he's like, well, we'll all come. And so it was, I, and I never wanted to say no. So I said, okay. So we would all five go grocery shopping. And, but his thing is, I just want to be with you. And I love that because back to this Ed, like if, if you really want your and Ed's relationship to thrive, you need to pour into it, you know, and don't be pouring into whatever volunteer thing you said you wanted to do because you and Lois might get really close putting flowers together, you know, or whatever. But is that really at the end of the day what you want? Well, every time we're saying yes to something, we're saying no to something else. Yeah. And so it's as simple as that. Right. So, and that the other thing might be a great, it might be a really valuable, important thing, but it's not as important as time with our spouses. And that's why too, don't you think like putting down your goals and Mm -hmm. dreams? So then you can say like, does this. Yeah affect what like does you know working at you know I don't know a bake sale does that actually help me write my book yes nope no does it get me closer to my husband nope does it help me be a really awesome mom mm-hmm. nope like what does it do at the yeah. end of the day it actually helps somebody else which is yeah. good great yeah. too but how many times are we doing that right yeah and when you work and you're a mom and a wife mm-hmm. that's already a lot mm-hmm. it is a lot yeah It is a lot. And one other thing I just want to say is, you know, with your accountability groups, it made me think about when we're 
when we're tracking our time, I encourage mm-hmm. people to think about how much time they're spending on social media. Yes. Because that is a time warp that mm-hmm. before you know it, you're an hour in. Right. Um, and you're losing your best time mm-hmm. with the people around you, you for are. fake lives. Yeah. Uh, and fake stories mm-hmm. or, you know, things that just don't really have relevance. Yeah. And typically they make us feel worse when we leave, say. Yeah. you know, when yeah. we're off of it. And I'm not knocking social. I mean, it's a right. great way. I get right. to see pictures of your trips right. and, yeah. you know, vice versa. It's, it's a great tool if right. we use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. But if we're not careful, it can be can a just horrible scroll. way yeah. to tear ourselves down and create yeah. these lies of, um, everybody else has better lives. Everybody, yeah. The grass I, another is pop- greener everywhere, you know, I except know. right there. Exactly, yeah. mm. exactly. What were you going to say? Another well, I was going to say I was on another podcast, yeah. and um, and she shared that there's a service now where you can get fake pictures made to put on social media of fake trips that you've taken. Oh my <laughs> And it just made me think, where are we as a society wow. that our worth and value comes from? That pretending that I know it's so sad it's so wow. sad wow wow but don't buy into those don't lies buy into don't buy and no. you know what if your friend's on a vacation good for her yeah they yes. probably didn't go on vacation when yeah. you did or yes. they're getting the quality time that right. they need but don't sit in the wishful thinking no. that it was yours it's the scarcity mindset yeah, right like just because yes. um she I, you has, said is that just yes. because she has it doesn't mean I don't yeah and, and I think I think that so much. I think that with everybody that the more we can cheer each other yes. on and believe that God is a God who created everybody for some specific yes. purpose that he didn't, whatever you're doing, Kim, he didn't yeah. create me to do. Yes. So why would I not cheer you on? Exactly. And if we can wrap our minds around that, mm-hmm. it's so much better. Yeah. Oh, I just could sit here for <laughs> hours me and too. hours. Okay. So for all of our listeners who now I think are like, I need to know Kim Anderson. Uh, where can I find her? Where can I listen to your podcast, your yes. book? Can you give us all that information? Yes, okay. yes. Everything is funneled through my website, which okay. is super easy because yeah. I have the most generic name in the world, <laughs> but it's kimanderson.life. Okay. Um, and through there, there's a link to uh, my counseling site. There's a link to our podcast, which yes. just launched recently. So and Sarah's fun. one of our guests. Yay. I <laughs> encourage you to check that out. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called Coming Unglued with Lori Zabka, and we it. tackle everything that we talked about today, but from a, she's a health coach and nutrition fitness coach. Um, we tackle it from a mind body connection mm-hmm. and the way that the negative thinking and our um, kind of the stories we tell ourselves impact our body love as well that. and the that's way so our important. health impacts our brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, and then Unstuck is yes. about to come Yay. out. You can pre-order now, pre-order yeah. copies on same thing at KimAnderson.life. Okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. For our listeners who are listening, get your book. Oh, I mean, you, you have to get your book because of just this information you shared with us just to be able to chew on it. And I'm, I'm a big believer in getting books and then highlighting things that yes. stick out to you. And then you can thumb through it later, but you have so much wisdom specifically for these women that just need to hear your voice you. and to know the truth of who God created them to be. So when does your yeah. book come out? Is well, it-, it launches in bookstores. Like it'll be in Barnes and Noble and Amazon yeah. in uh, January, Oh my! but gosh. we are going to have pre-sale copies Yay. available. And so that's um, in mid June. Okay. That'll be available. Can you believe this? Can we just sit here for a second and just like clap? I mean, I know. you and I have been on this book journey together for a long time and 
it's just so fun that we're going to have your book in our hands. It is so in fun. And you're soon. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly thereafter. Mine just is taking a little bit longer, yeah. but it'll happen. And when it does, we'll be excited. <laughs> well, and it's been, and I just, you know, you have been, mm. you and Adam have been so special in our lives. And I mean, did we even say that you were Kyla's <gasps> dance teacher, our daughter's dance yes. teacher when she was three? And she was, I remember teaching her, she came to class and she was a, would She's a leader. Oh, she's, she's a lion. She's. A, <laughs> I was gonna say she's a lion. I'm she's like, a full-blooded lion. She's she, a lion. She, and yep. at three, she was a lion mm-hmm. in my class, and I thought, "Who is this kid? And can we multiply her? Because <laughs> she was so good. She knew what to do. She took instruction. She was front and center, and mm-hmm. have just always been one of my little favorite mm-hmm. dancers and family. So, so much fun. well, good. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. This was so much fun. <laughs> All right, bye bye. Hey, it's Sarah Noose. And I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranoose.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place, and to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, you are destined for greatness.